welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, episode number 95 for Saturday, the 7th of April, 2018. And this one is one of my time shift podcast episodes because I am currently in Lincolnshire visiting my mum and I'll actually be taking my oldest son to a vegan festival in Lincoln today. So while I'm talking to you here, that's probably what I'm doing in real life. So this is a pre-recorded episode and uh, the reason I've been able to pre-record it is because I'm mainly going to be looking ahead to my aims and objectives for quarter two of this year. So last week's diary was quarter one in review. This is quarter two preview. But I got a couple of little bits of news from this week. First of all, I hope that you enjoyed episode 110 on Wednesday, which was my two-year anniversary. I cannot believe that it's been two years of recording these podcast episodes, and that's 110 interview episodes now and 95 diary episodes. It just feels incredible. Now, um, when I started this podcast, I think I felt very much as I did when I started blogging, which was in 2008, 2009, which is, well, let's give it a try. Let's start and see where it ends up. And I'm probably as amazed as you are that I've done that many episodes now. But to be honest with you, it's in the rhythm of my week. And I actually think I'd be a little bit lost uh, without it now. I mean, particularly the, the podcast diaries, the the interviews with authors tend to take place all over the place. Uh, I try and get them on a Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, which are the days when I go out to do a day's work. It, it fits very well into my schedule like that. Um, but the podcast episodes always mark the end of my week. I really actually quite like recording them because you get that sense of accomplishment when you do your diary. You think, oh, there you go. That's me done my 5,000 words or 10,000 words. And you go through what you've done for the week. And it actually feels quite nice. So I really like doing the podcast um, diary. The uh, author interviews take more time, obviously, because you've got web pages to do. You've got research to do and notes to make. And then when you've done the recording, which often takes an hour and a half, you've got to edit it down and process it for the page. So there's a lot more involved in uh, an author interview. And they're a little bit more hickledy-pickledy because obviously you have to work around people's recording schedules. So um, I'm just amazed that we've managed to keep it going for two years and hopefully it will continue. So uh, I hope you did enjoy that episode. I just want to thank the authors who took a a little bit of extra time at the end of their recordings to ask me some questions. So Meg Cowley did that, John Cronshaw, Rachel Amphlett, Alison Ingleby, and Sarah Hardin. I really actually enjoyed being on the receiving end. And I I hope you'll agree. I think that episode worked quite well, actually. So it's a nice one to have as the two-year anniversary. So a writing news for this week. On Thursday of this week, I had a promo on Book Adrenaline. Now, This is a tip I picked up from John Cronshaw. Now, he was using the sci-fi equivalent of Book Adrenaline, and that's uh, Book Barbarian. But when I placed my sci-fi books on Book Barbarian, I found out that they had a thriller equivalent, which is called Book Adrenaline. And why, when John was talking to me, I decided that I really wanted to try this site 
is because they allow you to actually promote two books. And I'm convinced that the best way to promote books is always to have something else. So generally, when you promote, you have to have the first book for free, but you want to make some money out of this. I don't just want to have readers. I want to make some cash out of this too and, and move people through books. So um, why Book Adrenaline appealed to me is I can promote Dead of Night for free, but then I can put one fatal error on an offer for a 99 pence, 99 cents offer. And I can make some cash out of this promo. And of course, I've got many other thrillers now. I think another five thrillers that people could buy uh, if they happen to enjoy those two. So uh, again, you'll have heard me say with the BookBub promo, I, I always like this one-two approach. So with Book Adrenaline, I've got the one-two approach, which is Dead of Night for free, one fatal error for 99 pence or cents. That's that promo was on Thursday of this week. And then I followed it up with another promo. I like two days of promos in a row because I often find, I, I don't know what Book Adrenaline's going to be like. It might be rubbish for all I know. I'll, I'll tell you in next week's episode. But if it does a reasonable amount of traffic and a reasonable amount of units, followed up on the second day by free books, which I know is extremely good, I might be able to then push one or two certainly the free book I might be able to get that pushed to a number one slot certainly a top 10 slot with that amount of traffic so that's what I'm kind of hoping to do and when you hit then the top 10 top 20 slot in thrillers then obviously organic uh, takes over people start to see you at the top of the charts and you shift even more copies and that's my strategy with that that's been going on Thursday the 5th Friday the 6th of this week and I'll report back the results to you uh, same time in the podcast diary next week. So I'm just really interested to see what that does. Now, interestingly, Book Adrenaline was a lot cheaper than Book Barbarian. And Book Barbarian was the one that John recommended to me that he'd had good sci-fi results on. So what I, I'm guessing is that Book Adrenaline, probably they're building for thrillers. And because it was about half, a third of the price maybe of Book Adrenaline, I'm guessing it's not going to be as effective, but I'll, I'll find out and I'll let you know how good it was or, or you know whether it was no good at all. But you'll find out that on next week's diary. The other bit of writing news that I've got for you this week is that Who to Trust goes to my, my stand-in, my body double proofreader. If you remember, Helen Fazar, for personal reasons, was unable to actually go through the edit for Who to Trust. So I, I found a proofreader uh, very quickly. Now, uh, again, I'm taking a bit of a punt with this book because I wanted to try a book pretty well as I wrote it. I'm I'm fairly sure that the, the plotting is all fine. You know, there's no, I've been through it, my wife's been through it, I've been through it several times. Pretty sure the plotting of the structure is okay. Um, I'm really just going to make sure that the, the, the kind of spelling and the grammar is correct this time and try a book in a rawer form. So more the way that it came out originally. When Helen, Helen does a great edit of them, but I have wondered sometimes whether it, it, it takes the sort of peaks and, and, and troughs off. So um, there's a lot more kind of coarse and basic language before it goes to Helen. Um, and, and they're sort of fairly blunt. And I actually just want to try one um, as I write it. But obviously, I want to make sure it's as, as pristine as we can get it. So trying a slightly different, uh, different technique with Who to Trust, <laughs> I might end up with egg all over my face. But um, we've got to try new things, haven't we? So that's what I'm going to do. Because, you know, to be honest with you, I, I trust Helen's edit so much now. At this short notice, I don't want to find another person who would do the kind of edits that Helen would do. So I'm going to go, I'm going to trust myself. But I obviously I don't trust myself with the grammar 
uh, the spelling and that's why I'm getting a, a proofreader in. So um, hopefully the proofreading experience will work out uh, well for me. You never you never really know when you start to work with somebody new um, and it will work out and be as productive as the relationship with Helen has been. But I am a little bit jittery about this because um, Helen's done 13 of my books now and you do build up a lot of trust in that relationship. I would rather Helen had done this book, but um, she can't do it. So we have to make uh, other plans. So Who to Trust uh, goes to the new proofreader on Sunday. So I'll send that over. It's due on Monday the 9th. So I'll send it over on Sunday evening when we're back home in Cumbria. So that's kind of all the writing news I've got for you this week. I'm now going to move on to my quarter two preview. Now, um, those of you who've been listening to this podcast diary, (laughs) some of you would have been listening for 95 episodes, I know. Blimey, that's a lot, isn't it? Um, I have a planning board to my left. And at this time of the month, I share uh, my planning board. So you get to see, last week you got to see quarter one with a load of green ticks on it, all the things that hopefully I've I've pretty well achieved in quarter one. And then in quarter two, you get to see my empty planning board. You get to see all the things that I hope to achieve in April, May and June of 2018. And of course, there are no ticks on the board by this stage because all of these are aspirations. They're things that I want to do. So let me talk you through quarter two for 2018 and let you know how it's going to pan out. What I'm aiming to do now with my planning is I used to really pack the planning board. But what I found is that, uh, you know, clearly I want to achieve things like I want to have book writing and publishing goals. But I found that if I'm a little bit more flexible around the other stuff, the miscellaneous jobs I have to do, it tends to work out slightly better for me. So the, the big thing in this quarter is that I'm starting to work on my Project Bloodhound book. Now, this is going to be a 90,000-word thriller. I'm writing it. It needs to be written by the time the the schools break up for summer holidays, so that's mid to end of July. And I'm going to be editing it over the six weeks of the UK summer vacation. And then it's going to a development editor uh, at the beginning of September, who will have it towards the end of October. I will re-edit it. I'll do all the edits in November and then it goes to a proofreader in December. I'll get it back in January and at that point I'll send it to to Bloodhound and I'll send it round some other sort of traditional uh, outlets but but Bloodhound's the one I've got my eye on primarily. So this is a, a lot slower project for me. I usually, I certainly have been, you know, banging them out one a quarter. It's going to be a longer book and it's going to be it's good to go through a lot more hands, this book, because I'm really, really trying to write this to a particular market, and that market is as a bloodhound book. So in quarter two, um, I'm going to start writing. Well, I, I've, I've messed around quite a lot with my writing dates, but at the time of recording this, I've nudged on my writing date. So um, I, I can start to write, would you believe it, as late as the 4th of May. That's quite late. But I, I might start writing on the 26th of April. I might start writing on the 19th of April, or I might start writing on the 12th of April. So I've kept that really flexible. But what I wanted to do, basically, was to budget this so that I work backwards from when the book has to be ready. And the book has to be ready. Let me, I'm just shuffling through my sort of more detailed plans here. That book has to be written and ready by the... 20th of July. Is that right? Yeah, the 20th of July, which is the end of term 
in uh, the UK. And, and my wife works part-time term time. So um, at that time, it's harder for me to write over the summer holidays. That's why I wanted to get it finished by the 20th of July. So I've, I work three days a week. Um, so I, I have Thursdays and Fridays and sometimes Saturday. Sometimes my wife works Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Sometimes she works Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So if she works on a Saturday, I'll write on the Friday and the Saturday. Otherwise, I'll write on the Thursday and Friday. So I have slight flexibility around that. And when I when I have free Thursdays, that's usually when I do my corporate training day. So it's all it all kind of makes sense in terms of my pattern of work. So if I work backwards from the 20th, Friday the 20th of July, when this first draft has to be finished at 90k words, I, I can fit that in quite comfortably and not start writing if I don't need it till the 4th of May. Now, I do want to start writing much earlier than that. And because, of course, the earlier I start to write, the more buffer days I have if I'm ill, if something crops up and I need to shuffle my diary around. So, I got plenty of slack there, but I, I'm, you know, but I'm, I'm giving myself plenty of buffer time too to make sure I come up with the right idea. So normally I would have my writing days fixed. I would start, you know, I'd be writing one, then I'd get straight into the next one. I'm giving myself more breathing space to think about the story this time. That's why I've built all these buffer dates in. So again, you might hear that I've started writing pretty well straight away on the 12th of April, but you might also hear that I haven't started writing until we're into May. But even if I start writing in May, so that gives me pretty well May, June, July, then I'm going to be, I'm going to have my 90,000 words ready by the end of the summer holidays. Now, worst, 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 worst case scenario is that book is not due in to the editor until, uh, when are we? So it'll be Monday, the 3rd of September. Um, that's the, when I'm committed to delivering it to the development editor. So if the really worst came to the worst, I could write it over summer, but I don't, I don't want to write it over summer. I want to do, I want to take time with the edits. I don't want to have to, I want to have lots of time to breathe with the edits. I don't really enjoy editing, which is why I want to take my time with it over the six weeks of the summer vacation to try and get it as right as I possibly can before it goes to the development editor, all ready to tear apart all over again. So a very, very different sort of pace with my writing. So by the end of June, in uh, so this is the end of quarter two, which is what we're discussing right now. By the end of quarter two... I should have, let's have a look, I should be up to 65,000 words of that book. Uh, potentially, if I start writing really early, um, we might be almost finished. We might be even finished by the, the end of, of June. But um, I don't know yet. I've, I'm giving myself lots and lots of buffer time with this one. So that that's the main thrust, if you want, of quarter two, is writing that book. Uh, the the other number two on on that list is self publishing journeys reaches its two year anniversary episode and of course we we've, we've just done that this week so that's the first green tick that goes on my on my board was reaching the second anniversary and then I've got events I always have some events um, that are you know professional uh, events if you want so in this quarter I'm going to uh, they're not all writing events I'm booked on to an Amazon course and this Amazon course is. Um, it's really just something that I've wanted to find out about. It's something that's been on my radar a long time, but a lot of online marketers are using a technique called drop shipping to sell, uh, you know, quite substantial amounts of products on Amazon. 
And and I, I did have a look at this about a year or two ago and decided it wasn't for me. But I, I've seen somebody new who's doing it and they, they systemize it the way I, I like things to be systemized and very controlled and very organized. And, and, and these people are doing it the way I would like to see it run. So I'm taking a, a day out to go to Peterborough to just learn about it. And I, I might not do anything with it at all. But um, it's something that I might I might do something with. But um, either way, it's something I can kind of teach teach my children as well. So um, really, that's just um, if you want a little bit of self indulgent learning, but it might lead to something that that brings in additional income. I'm unsure as yet. Um, the next big thing is towards the end of April. Um, again, it's not connected with writing, but it is connected with the business. And that is that I'm going to um, a weekend cryptocurrency event. This is going to be uh, Heathrow. So that feeds into my other podcast. And again, I don't really sort of talk about it, but clearly I'm running two podcasts at the moment. And I, I am building the second crypto podcast and we're making that more uh, uh, professional uh, all the time and, and getting more guests on for that. So that, that feeds into the other part of what I'm doing at the moment. The um, other big event that I've got on in this quarter is Crime Fest in Bristol. One of the things I, I thought that I, I need to be doing now, because I am a thriller writer, I've got seven thriller novels and I'm working on my eighth, um, is I need to start um, mixing. I need to start making connections within the kind of crime and thriller industry. So I'm going flying down to Bristol on the 17th of, when is it, May? I think it is, 17th of May. And I'm spending the weekend in Bristol at Crime Fest this year. Um, we'll have a couple of, of personal things on during this quarter as well. I got a couple of, of corporate trainings in, but I, I am actually changing what I'm doing with my corporate trainings now. So um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've had enough of teaching social media. Um, I've just, I don't just had enough of it. And uh, I've been doing it for a long time. I've done a lot of courses. I was um, I, I was virtually doing about four trainings a week at one time. This is before I started writing. Um, we had a specially funded project in Cumbria. And I was all over the county doing uh, training. So I've been doing it for quite a long time. And um, th- this is just a personal move, is that I want to move out of social media training. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't do the odd sort of session, Um, But I want to move out of that social media corporate training. And I want to focus on um, training now that feeds into things that I do uh, regularly in my business where I can offer people huge value. So I'm, if you want, I'm I'm kind of bringing things in and bringing things in a little bit closer. Um, In terms of social media, I don't, I'm very happy doing it for my own purposes and just getting on with it. Uh, And it works very well for me. Um, but it's the teaching of it, the keeping up with it to teach. That's the thing that I, I kind of been, you know, wanted to sort of get rid of for quite a while. So I'm exploring some new options with training. Uh, one of those is that I've done, I've recorded 200 and goodness knows how many episodes, you know, about 250 episodes, podcast episodes. I've been doing it for two years. And of course, I've got 18 years broadcast experience as well. And so I'm piloting a podcast training uh, through our local chamber of commerce um, because that's quite a high value thing. If you want to know how to to learn how to podcast as a business, uh, everything from microphones to jingles to graphics to show formats to how do I get so many podcasts and how am I recording three podcasts a week? Uh, all all of the things that are involved in creating a podcast. You know, I've, I've got I've got some air miles on this now, so I want to start actually capitalizing on the fact that I've done all these podcasts and and turning that into some income so um we're doing some uh, we're piloting it might, might die a death as all these things do but we're piloting piloting quite a high ticket 
uh, podcast training uh, in Cumbria. Um, and I'm only taking on six people at a time. Uh, but that potentially could be quite um, lucrative. And uh, I, again, potentially, I, I've got two outlets for that training. So I'm quite quite interested in that. Uh, and, and then in terms of my, my training, I, I just want to focus it on on just fewer things. So, uh, and things that I do every day and that can easily keep up with. So, uh, and also things that feed into my, the books that I've got. So I'll continue to teach MailChimp and, and, and beginners email marketing. I'll continue to teach setting up a WordPress website, your first WordPress website, um, because pe- people like those trainings. The thing I'm going to ditch is Facebook ads. Um, the, pro- the, the problem with it, why I've continued to do it is, they're very lucrative. Uh, whenever I do these corporate trainings, we we pack them out, and they're very lucrative for a day's work. But I, I just I don't want to keep up with it anymore. I'm, I'm quite happy keeping it up up with it for my own uh, purposes. But when you do a, a training, you've got questions coming at you left, right, and centre, and I, I just feel like I don't want to keep up with that now. Uh, I just want to keep up with it. Uh, frankly, I can figure most things out. I just sit in there and I figure it out, and it's fine. And um, but I don't want to keep up with it at a level where I have to teach it anymore. So I'm doing the last Facebook training. I think it's before the summer holidays and then that that will be it Uh, another thing I'm moving into again and this reflects what I'm doing in the podcast is I'm beginning to do some pilot cryptocurrency and and, and bitcoin blockchain sessions now again I know this isn't about writing but this is about how I create an income as an author and it allows me to to be an author it allows me to do this Um, and and so I'm beginning to do very small pilot sessions where I'm just talking for an hour about Bitcoin and the blockchain, uh, primarily to businesses talking about how it's going to disrupt uh, businesses, but also obviously telling people, because it's not all about, I know you you would be forgiven for thinking this by reading the newspapers, but it's not just about getting rich with Bitcoin. There's an underlying technology which is going to disrupt everything that we do. It's like the second coming of the internet. Uh, and that interests me uh, a lot. And then we reflect that in, in the podcast that we're doing. And, and that's why I want to learn about it, because I, I like to be ahead of these things. Um, and, and I just want to start, if I can, monetizing that knowledge and that experience now. So I'm beginning to do one hour uh, corporate uh, sessions. Uh, just what, what you do when you do these training sessions, you get a feel for the kind of questions people ask. You get a feel fairly quickly for where your areas of weakness are. If people are asking you questions and your answers aren't very good, that's why I'm piloting them at an hour a time. Um, you also kind of get your patter. And by patter, I mean, when I do Facebook ads, I pretty well know what people are going to ask me. I, I know what the problems are. I know where the laughs are. Uh, you know, you, you get your patter when you're training it, when you've done a couple of sessions. So I'm really just getting my patter right with, um, with, with Bitcoin and the blockchain. And just um, reassuring myself that I can hold uh, a group session with a lot of people asking me a lot of questions and that my knowledge is is up to it. It stands that test because I want to start putting myself out in that market too. And uh, all of these things are a move towards, if you want, higher ticket uh, you know, let, less, less work, if you want, from me, uh, more using my expertise and years of experience, um, to sort of make higher amounts of money. But also I, I want to jettison, um, the kind of social media knowledge that I need to keep up with to do a lot of the teachers. So essentially the, the social media stuff's going and I'm moving into, um, just a, a kind of core of subjects that I want to teach. Now, you know, this may be famous last words. We've all got to earn a living. And I might be tempted out of social media retirement if somebody waves at the corporate Facebook ad session at me. Um, but, um, you know, because I, I can just earn so much in a day, you know, that that level of income is, is fabulous. That's why I keep saying yes, 
but I am going to try and say no. <laughs> I'm going to really try and say no to those because I, I do want to pivot. Now, if the podcast thing works out, that could be very lucrative um, and would mean, you know, f- frankly, that, that, well, it would be very lucrative and it would enable me to just reduce the amount of um, training that I do um, and just put it into that podcast training. So um, it's an attempt on my part to, to pivot slightly um, as ever. I'll let you know how it goes, but that's all going to be kind of coming to fruition in this quarter. So what, what have I got in, in terms of corporates? I am reducing the number of corporates I'm doing. So what have I got? Um, I haven't got any for a long time. When's my next corporate? Okay, so I got my last Facebook masterclass, uh, Facebook ads class in June, June the 7th. I'm doing a WordPress course on the 14th of June. And then I'm doing um, a kind of a social media boot camp. Now, I don't mind a social media boot camp because I can pack an awful lot. When I'm when I'm across the social media channels, I can pack loads of stuff into there. I can do that stuff off the top of my head. So I am doing a social media boot camp on the 28th of June. Those are those are three corporates. I got a final MailChimp session. Well, not so it's not a final MailChimp session. It's a MailChimp training session on the 12th of July. And then I've got a corporate blockchain. It's just a one-hour presentation on the 26th of July. And after that, I'm kind of hoping to do the pivots. Those are the those are the bookings I've got. I'm hoping to do some pivots there to kind of blockchain podcasts, uh, webinars, WordPress, Mailchimp. Anything else on there? I've got a list of it somewhere. I'm just trying to find it. So what else is on the list? I don't mind doing social media boot camps because they're very good for newbies. Um, oh, and self publishing, of course. Self publishing, I want to do as well. But what I want to stop is. Um, Facebook and Facebook ads, LinkedIn, Excel training, Google Analytics, advanced WordPress training, Twitter training. Um, that's what I want to to ditch. And, and those are things that I've done quite a lot of in the past. So I'm, I am bringing this into a core of training subjects now. And frankly, because I do all this stuff all the time, it's just a lot easier for me to keep up with. Okay, so we went to events. All right, I've got new book covers coming. This is what I, I need to tell you is that I've, I've ordered the book covers from Stuart Beish. I'm paying 940 quid for three covers for the Don't Tell Meg series. Um, I'm nervous. Uh, I'm going to start pitching. Uh, I can't remember when the date comes up, but towards the end of April, I can pitch Don't Tell Meg again to uh, BookBub. Very nervous about that in case they knock me back. Um, but also lots of expectation because if they say yes, that's going to be a good, another good uh, couple of earnings months. But I need another book bub at the moment because I ain't, you know, the, the, the sales have declined since the first one now. We're pretty well back to, I'm not excited about the income anymore. Uh, we're back to those kind of levels now. So I do need the book bub. So I am going to be disappointed if I don't get that book bub and I'm going to have to come up with something if I don't. Um, and then again, if I do the book bub, do I put the new covers on or do I do it with the old covers because the old covers performed well last time? But anyhow, in this quarter, I will take delivery of my three new covers for Don't Tell Meg. And I hope that will sort of reinvigorate it will, uh, because that is my best selling series at the moment. It's where I'm making my money and I will start to do more promotions on that and try and squeeze some more cash out of Don't Tell Meg. Uh, we publish Who to Trust on the 31st of May. So I, I have got another book coming out. Um, I'm, uh, I tell you what I have been doing. I mentioned this in the summary last week. Um, but what I have found that's working really well, of course, is these more personalized emails that I've been doing. And so I, I tend to keep doing that for the year. So I will send out, I'm going to send out my, my monthly personalized email at the end of April. And then I've got to go through GDPR stuff. Now you'll have heard of GDPR wherever you are in the world. This kind of affects everybody in Europe, but it means we have to change the way that we do our email marketing and the way we handle data. So after the May edition, I've already warned people at the end of March, 
there'll be another warning in April. And then um, during May, I will burn my list. So I'm good to send out several emails to say, do you still want to be on this list? Do you still want to be on the list? I need your permission. You need to click this button to stay on the list. Um, some people will do that. It won't be that many probably, but I am going to thrash it a lot in May till the regulations come in. Uh, so I will be left with a lot of people who've re-opted in. A lot of people won't even open the emails. They're completely disinterested. They'll get deleted. Uh, anybody who hasn't responded will get deleted. So my email list is going to get burned in, in May, as yours should do if you're going through this same process, just the way it'll happen. And and then I will send out my sort of final personalized email in May and also one in June. So I'm going to keep those personalized emails going. Um, I'm hoping to do some exercise. Um, the exercise lapsed in the last quarter, mainly because I had a couple of, of, of sort of illnesses. And also, um, I had a lot on and, and um, it's no excuse, I know, but I... I uh, I cut myself some slack, frankly, and the exercise went. So I'm hoping to pick that up again in April. The uh, We've renewed the cryptocurrency podcast for another season. So by a season, I mean a quarter. Alice and I have agreed to to continue doing the crypto podcast for another three months. The, the thing with the crypto podcast is that because, I mean, again, I don't know whether you follow this or not even in the news, but it, it had a, it reached dizzying, dizzy, dizzy heights um, around ja uh, January, December, January time. People were making a lot of money in cryptos and then it crashed and it's been really low and in the doldrums for ages. And we launched our podcast when crypto's in the doldrums. Now, again, I don't want to bore you with this because you're listening to a self-publishing podcast, but um, the, the general feeling is that cryptos are going to go crazy because all the institutionals are going to come in. So towards the end of the year, you're probably likely to see it pick up. And what Alison and I have agreed, obviously subject to timescales and, and, and just generally life getting in the way, is that we, we kind of want to keep that podcast going when crypto goes crazy again, which it will do. Because we want to ride that wave. I think that when we've got a podcast in the slipstream of a very buoyant uh, cryptocurrency um, kind of feeling uh, throughout the world, I think that will then lift our podcast. So I kind of want to make sure we catch it, we catch a wave at least while we've got that podcast, while we're reviewing it. But we have uh, committed to another three months, so we will continue through quarter two. Um, I'm going to go for a BookBub promo on Don't Tell Meg, of course. That's going to be coming up towards the end of April. Um, this podcast will continue, but this podcast frequency is going to change, as I've already um, sort of warned you. So I'm just looking at my schedule here during this quarter. And, you know, I still might chicken out of this. I, I don't think I'm going to, but I might chicken out of this. Um, you know, I'm telling you that I, I'm going to do monthly interval so the first monday of every month just for six months over summer and to october ju just i just need to buy myself some time to do the things that i haven't been doing in my own business like marketing my blasted books properly and things like that um so just like i was telling you about the training i need to be strict with myself about this i need the, th the thing is though is i'm constantly seeing authors i want to talk to and I know what I'm going to be like. I'm going to be thinking, oh, I want to talk to you. Can, you know, book you in for a, an interview. And I'm going to end up with too many interviews and not enough time to run them. This is what I'm, I'm nervous about because I, I like doing the interviews. But I think, you know, really for the sake of my business, I need to just do one interview a month just for that sort of six months. It helps me with my podcast numbers too, because it allows me to even up my interviews with my podcast episodes as well. So it's just going to help me with the numbering because I didn't know I was going to do the diary and I started the podcast. Now everything's out of sync with the numbering. It's not a huge problem, but for somebody who's a bit alienly retentive like me, I would like to get my numbers right. Um, 
and, and effectively from October, we'll move into what I'll call season two of self-publishing journeys where we'll just pick up, but, um, all the episodes will be, will be numbered in, in an increasing way. So, uh, season two, it would be, uh, sort of interview might be episode 240, the interview. The podcast would be 241. The next interview would be 242. They're not, they're not labeled sequentially at the moment. And I just want to kind of, and get them in sync. So that's going to happen in this quarter as well. And hopefully I'm going to stick to my guns and just do the one interview a month. Uh, what else? I, I got a couple of other things that I kind of want to, to get done. I, I need to move the grid to Vellum, the grid trilogy to Vellum. I am going to have to do the GDPR stuff and stuff around email marketing as well. I got a couple of book competitions that I want to enter. I'm hoping I'm going to have time for that as well. Uh, the staunch book prize particularly, uh, but a couple of other things I've got on my board. I've got a right here, right now competition and something else on my clipboard as well. So I may or may not go in for those competitions. I've got to leave that fairly loose, to be honest with you. But that's pretty well it for this quarter. That's pretty well what I'm going to do. Now, again, what I've started to do and what, what I've kind of learned, I had a really busy quarter in quarter one. I, I, I had, it was ridiculous. I had too many things. I mean, you know, here I am. Surprisingly, I survived and it all got done, but it, it did sometimes feel like I just got too much on. And, um, because I launched another podcast for goodness sake, we recorded 12 episodes. Was it by mid January or something like that? It, it was just, it was a ridiculous schedule. Anyhow, the, the pace of that has evened off a little bit now. And I've got a lot more slack within the schedule. And in particular, I'm trying to leave space in the weekends. I'm, I'm just finding that it's good for me if I have um, days where I have nothing on. And to be honest, with you, I usually work on those days, but it does help if I have nothing on, I, I, I find. And, and if I, if I feel like doing work on those days, I can, but if I don't, I have a, you know, a bit of a lion on a Saturday, just have a really slow start. I might not start working until midday. And that, I'm just finding that, that that's suiting, suiting me. And I, and I am still getting the work done and just kind of doing it in a slightly different way. So what I'm tending to do is I'm tending to be uh, really kind of ruthless with the writing days and the editing days. Those those get scheduled and I get I stick to them. Nothing nothing gets in the way. Nothing gets they don't get cancelled. I I stick ruthlessly to those. But what I'm finding is that the other kind of jobs, the marketing jobs and things like that, frankly it doesn't really matter when I do those. And um and and I actually quite enjoy it if I have flexibility around those jobs. So that's why I'm leaving as many um, evenings as free as I can and as many weekends as free as I can as well. And of course uh, you'll know that I I'm big on going for jollies. Um, you know, going going for trips, uh, which are nothing to do with writing or business because they help you relax, they help your creativity, they inspire your creativity. So uh, I got a couple of what I call jollies coming up uh, as well in, in this quarter. So there'll be you know fa- family visits. My wife and I are off somewhere to try. Um, we're going to a seaside resort in the northeast where they've got one of these things that um, my wife wants to see. It's I can't remember what they're called, um, but it's like one of these trains that runs on a single track up hills and we're going to go and have a look at that um just for an adventure we, we've always liked the seaside and um we might we may go to liverpool we may go to moffat may go to air not sure not sure yet but we've got a couple of weekends where we can have a little bit of fun so th- that's all coming up in quarter two as well so that's a pretty packed schedule i hope you'll agree but the number one thing the thing that that everything will be geared to in this quarter is project bloodhound that is what this quarter is all about Project Bloodhound. So you heard it here first. That's what I hope to be well on my way with by the time I do a review of quarter two. 
Okay, so that's it for this week's podcast diary. Um, I'll probably be at a vegan fair or have been to a vegan fair with my oldest son when you listen to this. Um, on next week's podcast, the Self-Publishing Journeys, episode number 111, I'm going to be talking to Graham Smith. This is my take two interview with Graham. Now, Graham is a, a traditionally published author and he writes sort of crime thrillers. I think they're quite, um, you know, they're quite, uh, quite sinister. I think he has some quite, quite awful crimes, I think, in, in a lot of his books. Um, and Graham is the organizer of the crime and publishment event, which takes place at Gretna. So I've been there for the past two years running. And I know Graham also because he's attended a, a couple of my corporate sessions. I can't remember how I met him now, but I think I met him through corporate sessions. I'm sure I did. Um, so, you know, that's a very happy, um, relationship. He just lives 20 minutes up the road from me and he's very, very well connected in the world of thrillers and crime. Uh, very, very, very well connected. And Graham also, uh, coincidentally, is published with Bloodhound. And you know what I'm aiming to do with Bloodhound. So again, he's a really good contact to talk to me about Bloodhound books. And very kindly, actually, when I interviewed him for this podcast, he offered to to read my my book through uh, the first draft, as soon as I've done, done the first draft, you know, just to let me know where he is with it, which is, which is just really kind and really great. So that's going to be on Monday, the 9th of April, 2018, episode 111, with thriller crime author Graham Smith. Right, I'm going to finish the rest of my holidays in time slip land. Uh, I'll be back uh, home on the Sunday, and I'll have another podcast diary for you next Saturday. But I hope whatever you're doing in your author career, you have a fabulous week of writing, and I'll speak to you in a week's time. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening to Paul's Podcast Diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.